love is treating people and the Lord the way. Now, God loves us. Amen. There was a story told about a certain young girl who, whose mom was very strict and always went after her because she liked to go out a lot and party and all of that. She would go, she would come the next day and the woman was all over her like white on rice and she would scold her and she would do a lot of things. And So they always fought. Whenever her mom says, I'm not going to give you things and all of that, her dad would go behind and give the young girl what she wanted. And through the course of time, I think um, her mom uh, had cancer and passed on, or had a disease of some sort, and she passed on. So on that day, the young girl was crying so much, crying her eyes out. So the dad you know, kept quiet through the time, the morning period, and later on asked her, says, why were you crying so much? I mean, I thought your biggest enemy in the world has gone. And the girl looked at, her and said, looked at him and said, the one who truly loved me just died. Hallelujah. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we see God's the Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, begin to describe what love is. But prior to that, Jesus gave us a new commandment, into the ch- gave a new commandment to the church. Hallelujah. As Moses gave the Ten Commandments to the children of Israel, Jesus gave a new commandment to the church. Hallelujah. It is not a suggestion. It's a commandment. Hallelujah, that the church needs to be governed by. The church needs to live by. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. It says in verse 34, a new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. He gave to us this commandment. He gave it to us. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples if ye have love one for another. We should love one another as God has loved us, as Jesus loved us. The love he's talking about here is agape, the God kind of love. And this kind of love, the world cannot have it. Nobody that is not born again can, can love, born again, can love like this. It's impossible for the person because it's God's own way of loving. Hallelujah. It's God's own way of loving and we are learning to yield to it. Praise the Lord. To yield to that love. To know how to respond to it. Hallelujah. And how to Show it to other people. The Bible says that the love of God in Romans chapter 5 verse 5. It says the hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God has, is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. So that love has been poured out in our hearts. It's in there. All we need to do is to vent it. Allow it to come out. 
Just like um, potentially to be angry is in a person, but when you vent it, that's when they say you're angry. If you're angry and you keep it to yourself, nobody will say you're angry, even though you're angry. Hallelujah. So also, when you're working, when you have the love of God in your heart, to walk in it, you have to vent it. Hallelujah. And some in the world have tried to define what love is. Some have made idols of love. No idol glorifies God. So some people have cooked up things in their minds and they call it love. They say you can love whom you choose. Now there is confusion in man's understanding of scripture, especially the English Bible, because words that were translated from the original to English does not, did not move along with it the the, main, the, the different understandings or meanings of those words. In the Greek, you have over nine to ten words that are defined love, which the English translators for the King James just lifted it all and called it either love or charity. That is the God kind of love, agape. Only God can give it to you. And he's giving it to us. Now, when I talk to the believer, I like to say this. I assume some things. You were born again, otherwise you're not a Christian. We don't associate into Christianity. We believe into it. By faith, we receive Jesus as Lord of our lives. And continue in him. Amen. If we cease to continue in him, we're not Christians. If you don't believe that Jesus was raised from the dead, you're not a Christian. You might be a lot of things. You might have the title of Christian. You might put a tag on your body that says Christian. You're not a Christian. If the rapture takes place, you ain't going. Heaven is a monopoly. Jesus is the only way. There are not ten ways. Some people may say that. The only person who says that is the devil because he wants to deceive. So we got to do it God's way. Why is it when it comes to the kingdom of God, people just want to do their own thing? People want to go to heaven on their own terms. Say, say you know, I'm a good person. God loves me and that's it. I'm in heaven. So they can say, I'm a million dollars just because you feel like a million dollars. So it doesn't work that way, amen? We do things the way God wants us to do them because he knows more. He's been around more, has more experience. He's called the ancient of days. Some people still look at Jesus as the 33-year-old that left this world. No, he's eternal. In fact, that 33-year-old has lived over 2,000-somewhat years. So he's not a kid. Hallelujah. But he is the king of kings, has always been. Amen. Now he said to us to love one another as he has loved us. That is the law of the New Testament. That is the law of the new covenant. Amen. We should love one another, love our children. And the husbands love their wives. Wives love their husbands. 
Parents love their children. Amen? God wants us to do that. Now, I want to say something about the God kind of love. Glory be to God. And that is all the descriptions that there be concerning the love of God, which we're going to look at in a little bit. I want you to take this formula down. Love is treating people and the Lord the way God says in his word that we should treat them. For the purpose of proving it, write it down. That is to say, I'm going to give you scripture. Love is treating people, treating God, because God's love includes our love toward him. Amen? He gave us his spirit to love him and to love people. And love is treating people the way God wants us to treat them. If you go with this formula, you're not going to miss it. Otherwise, love will be what the world says it is. First John chapter 5 from verse 1. It says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begot, loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. In mathematics, we will say here that we love the children of God is equivalent to loving God and keeping his commandments. You see, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. You see, this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. So to treat people the way God wants you to treat them is to love them. God does not require to the married person, God does not require us to fall in love before we marry. But God requires us to love whom we marry. We've said that in the house here. Is that not true? Because love is not a feeling. You know, that chemistry that you feel that you've never felt when you saw this person and all of that is good. But it's not sustainable looking like that. What is sustainable is the love of God and your commitment to something. As most people whose marriages have lasted, it was not because that, you know, hurricane or atomic bomb that took place the day they saw the person continued. It was because they were committed to it. Hallelujah. They had made up their minds that this is it. And I'm going to stay with this person regardless of what happens. I'm going to keep my word. And you find, it, you find that emotional thing come and go. Seem to come and, it seems to come and go. Hallelujah. In fact, sometimes you're, you're, you, you, you may find people being angry with their spouses and they hear they had an accident Maybe it's just one tail light that went off. And they're like, what happened? Is she okay? But you guys were shouting this morning. Okay. So, 
So it's in there. God knows it's in there. God knows the love is in there. But we need to prime that well. We need to get it working. Hallelujah. And so he says to the husband, husbands, love your wives. Love them. So it means that love is beyond a feeling. It's not a feeling. It's not an ordinary human feeling. Okay, you know, like the unbeliever says, I was in love before, but I'm no longer in love. So he walks away with his secretary. Or the lady says, I loved him once, but now I don't love him so much. And then she walks away with her gym trainer. None of that is permitted in Christ Jesus. That is, if you're going to heaven, if you're not going to heaven, you just want to be a Christian, a title holder as a Christian, that's fine, that's fine. The Bible says that narrow is the way that leads to life. It's a broad is the way that leads to destruction. And narrow is the way that leads to life. And few there be that find it. Hallelujah. And so those who want to go in the broad way and go to hell, fine. If you want to be in Christ and believe God, and have the best here and the best on the other side, we have to do things God's way. The Bible says, in the way of righteousness, there is life. In the pathway thereof, there is no death. Hallelujah. We are, God is committed to doing his part if we do our part. There are things that become your right when you do what God said to do. The enemy has no right to touch you at all. The beginning of the things that you do is to find out, am I walking in love? If I'm not walking in love, am I treating people the way God wants me to treat them? Jesus did say that greater love had no man than this, that, but that a man should lay down his life for his friends. And the wife says, yeah, husband, you got to lay down your life for me. That's what the scripture says. Jesus wasn't talking just to the husbands. He said that you love one another as I have loved you. Is that not true? Before you went into the marriage, there ought to be love between both of you. When you're in the marriage, there ought to even be greater love among both of you and among your children. And you would respect to your children and your relatives. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 13. We're looking at what love is. Amen. If I can speak in the tongues of men and even of angels, but I have not love, that reasoning, intentional, spiritual devotion, such as is inspired by God's love for and in us, I'm only a noisy gong or a clinging symbol. If I have prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, and understand all the secret truths and mysteries, and possess all knowledge, and I have sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains, but I have not love, God's love in me, I'm nothing, a useless nobody. Even if I dole out all that I have to the poor in providing food. So it does not mean that when we're giving, we're loving. It depends on where it's coming from. 
the motivation. Hallelujah. What is our motive? Then he begins to tell us, love endures long and is patient and kind. Now, let me say something. Sometimes people think that when you correct them in the midst of what you're doing, even when you do it seemingly sternly, that you're not patient with them. Patience that God is talking about is an overall concept of waiting for you to come to the place where you should be. So God waits for us to, to grow up. That's patience. He waits for us. He waits until somebody makes their final decision on what they want to do, and that is in death. They pass on, then God's patience ends. You notice here, it does not say he suffers forever, endures forever. It says he endures long. And that long is probably a lifetime. If Jesus tarries, praise God. So he's patient. And in that patience, he's walking. His patience is not inactive. He's finding ways of drawing our attention getting us to do what is right, talking to us, correcting us. You know that God corrects people, God chastises us, God scourges, gives a whooping to every child he gets. I know some people just read it as instruction. Chastisement may be instruction, scourging has no other definition. The Bible wanted it clear. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Have you seen people just doing some real wicked stuff and it seems like nothing is happening? That's patience. That's patience. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy. It's not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself heartily. It's not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. Now, I'm going to say something about pride because America is big on humility and what they created an idol out of it, an idol out of humility because half the people don't know what God is talking about. But they want to be, they want to be experts in the, on the field or on the subject of Christianity. Even unbelievers want to be experts. They will tell us how to be a Christian. Be humble is to live the way God wants you to live. Is to obey God. If God says stand and the world says that's pride, you stand. As far as God is concerned, that is walking humbly with him. God resists the proud and gives more grace to those who obey him. To obey him or to do his will is to be humble. There are people who, they will come into church, they will sit down, they, will, they, are, they are judging the pastor. They, are, they become lords in the house, experts. You, you can't determine what diamond is if you don't know what a real diamond is. You don't know the scriptures and you want to determine whether somebody is doing the right thing or not. You don't, you don't read the Bible. You just read one of two verses that you're carrying around. 
You see, there are two elements in God's love. First is our love toward God. We have a responsibility toward God and then toward people. Hallelujah. So, when we remember, let's go back to the first definition. We said love is treating people the way God wants us to treat them. If you put that definition there, you're not going to miss it. The Bible says that he who does the will of him that sent him, Jesus said, there is no fault in him. There is no occasion of stumbling in him. Praise God. The best thing that we do is to do the will of him that sent us, that called us and sent us. Amen. Amen.